0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Caskey. Hello, Bill Caskey. back at the 2X Podcast. Welcome back to our longtime listeners. We've been at this Almost a year now, and our listener count goes up every month, and I've noticed that uh, getting a lot more tweets and LinkedIn shares and Facebook shares, so I really do appreciate it. And if you like what you hear in these podcasts, then I encourage you and ask you to share it with your friends and neighbors and colleagues, and I think uh, as we continue to make it better and better, uh, we'll continue to share it more and more. You know, on the surface, this podcast topic might feel like it's all about me But it's really not. It's designed to help you see what I believe so that you can understand why we say certain things in the podcast, uh, any kind of programming that we do, whether it's the new rules course or the new rules book or any kind of sales leadership program that uh, we might be launching, hint, hint, in the future. I want you to know what my beliefs are, because if you are in sync with them, then you're going to get a lot more out of these podcasts. And if there's anything that I believe that you don't believe, then we will know where the issue is. And so I want to share with you a handful of these today. I'm going to actually share with you seven beliefs. But uh, if you'll go to BillKaskey.com forward slash six zero download, you can download 17 of these. And so there's a lot more here. Give you a chance to scale and rate yourself, survey yourself, and see how you are at believing these things. Because I don't think there's anything here that's going to be out of the ordinary. Uh, It's not going to be alien, but I'm going to be talking about some things today that... uh, Might have you scratch your head a little bit, but I think once you hear me describe it, it will be helpful to you. So once again, go to BillKaskey.com forward slash six zero download to get the entire checklist of these. Now, I will tell you that some of these are for leaders, sales leaders, sales managers, sales directors, and some are for sales professionals. So you'll have to decide as you go through this. And by the way, if you have a leader, a sales leader, or you're a sales professional, you want to pass this on to, I urge you to do that because the checklist is full of a lot of leadership beliefs as well as sales beliefs. Here's number one on the list, and uh, actually it's number three on my list, but it's number one that we're going to be talking about today. I believe that if you make some slight tweaks in how you see the world and how you see yourself in the world, it can make a massive difference in your results or your team's results. I think this is a... We're in this game of seeing. We don't talk about this nearly enough, nearly enough, but I'm going to today. I think we're in a game of seeing... And so when I try to do something that doesn't work, chances are I'm looking at it in the wrong way. Same with you. If you're a leader of a sales team and you've got five or six people who are doing really well and 10 or 12 that are not doing so well, it could be that in those 10 to 12, they're just not seeing things correctly. I think what we jump to is we jump to doing. Well, what do we need to do? What do we need to say? How do we need to behave? How do we need to act? And I'm not so sure that's the first thing. In fact, I don't think it is. I think, how do we see the world and how do we see ourselves in it? So if you're a sales leader, you've got to be instructing your team how to see the world differently. Uh, You should be asking your superiors, no matter what role you play, how should I be looking at this? Or, you know, I'm struggling with this. How should I, what am I missing? How should I be looking at this initiative? Once you change the way you see something, the right actions become organically able to be executed. They become available to you. You know, here's an example. How do you see your prospects and customers? Do you see them as a way to fulfill a target on your spreadsheet or a goal of your income? Uh, That's an awful way to see people and see target accounts. In fact, I think it gives off a vibe that causes people to. To run, flee from us. So I don't want you to be seen like that. I don't want you to see the world like that. I would rather you see prospects as, as people who need help, who are in pain, who don't know how to fix the problems, who don't know how to reach their goals in your specific niche. So how you see the world is really critical. And I think we all have some work to do there. Number two, I believe that you can create your own subculture of high performance of your team, regardless of what the culture of the company is. You know, I get this a lot. We send out surveys a lot. And I get this response a lot of times that my company really doesn't have a why. Uh, We're really not a high performance culture. And I always say, well, if you're waiting for the culture to change, you will be waiting a long time. So I prefer you say, you know what, I've got my own personal culture, and I'm going to change and excel in my personal culture, and I've got a team culture. Maybe you're on a sales team, or an account management team, or a marketing team. Why don't you work on that culture? Everything doesn't start from the top. I mean, it would be ideal if the company had a really high-performance culture, but what are you waiting for? You've, you've got to take that yourself and do it. So... I would say forget about company culture. Work on the sales team culture if you're a sales manager. One thing you've got to have to create a great culture, I believe, is a driving philosophy, a set of philosophies. Uh, we might call these the, this the ethos of the company. It's how we do things. It's a document that lays out how we think about things, how we think about our value, how we think about our prospects, our customers, our people, what will and what won't you tolerate. How will you see the world? How will you act in the world? This is not a bunch of rules. This is a narrative of philosophy. It's, it's our story of how we see the world that we live in. And I think when you can get really clear on that, your culture starts to change. Number three, I believe that you have enormous power available to you in what's called the external intention. It's not what you want. It's what others want. And if you can help your prospects get what they want, you will get what you want. But it's got to be external in nature. And it's important to get out of ourselves. I always say that part of the time in a sales meeting should be devoted to celebrating success stories of your customers where you've helped them solve problems and they've gone on to achieve success or you've helped them reach goals. It shouldn't be about you and your funnel. It should be about how are you helping them? That's external intention. An internal intention is what do I want? Well, I want to make more money. Uh, I want to land this account. I want to grow my business or my practice in the next year. It's okay to have those, but you need to be spending as much time in the external world, external intention as you are in the internal world of intention. And when you do, I think you'll find an inspiration that's, that's been missing for you. It takes all the fear out of things when you can intend to help serve customers. Number four, I believe that your success in business is a matter of personal choices, not random chances. All of these personal choices stack up on each other to provide you with success and personal well-being or excellence. I think every decision we make is either moving us forward or stopping us in, the, in our tracks. It's kind of like a healthy routine, a healthy diet. You know, Reese's peanut butter cups are really good. They are really good. But make a daily habit of them, eat a couple of those a day, and it's going to impact your health significantly over the years. And so the choices that we make, how we work on ourselves, the kinds of books we read, the kinds of podcasts we listen to, the kinds of videos we watch... How we ask for help. I've got uh, a couple of clients who have become frustrated that their sales team is not asking for help. These are primarily new salespeople. And I always tell people when they get on boarded and when you go start in a new position, ask for help. There's people around who know how to do things. You need to find out what they know so that you can replicate that. Tony Robbins uh, is famous for saying, go find somebody else who has done it and ask them how they did it and take notes. And they will tell you exactly how they did it. So personal choice. What are the choices you make? And... Yes, things fall in your lap sometimes. Sometimes things are random. They're random chances. But for the most part, I think we succeed or fail based on our personal choice. Thus, you have to be responsible for your actions. Number five, I believe that you are performing right now exactly where you see yourself performing. Not much more, not much less. It's called the theory of congruence. And it affects every part of our lives. And basically what it says is, we live in our comfort zone. We live in our in our line of sight. If we see ourselves as a $50,000 a year producer, it's probably where we're going to be. If we see ourselves as a $250,000 a year producer, it's probably where we're going to be. And if we lose that job and we go back, we're probably not going to start at 259. dollars We're probably going to find something that pays us where we think we're worth. It may take us a while. But I think the theory of congruence for you leaders, for you sales leaders, I know we're always trying to prod and poke and get people to do more and take more action and generate more revenue. But if they don't see themselves in that mode, they won't do it. They'll come off the gas. They'll come off the accelerator. They'll fake it. Uh, If you're one of those people, if you say, you know what? I'm at 75000 a year now and have been for the last couple of years. I want to get to one fifty in the next couple of years. Okay, awesome goal. Now, what are you going to do in terms of your how you see yourself to get yourself there? It's not easy. It can be done. One way to do it is to begin equating your new income level to the value you bring to the market. So stop thinking about, well, I made seventy-five this year. I'm going to go for 150 next year. No, say, what kind of value do I need to bring to the market in order for the market to compensate me at the tune of $150,000 a year? You'd be surprised at what you come up with. Start a list. Start a bullet-pointed list. I think you'd be shocked. Theory of congruence is a huge part of achievement. Number six, I believe it's our mental state that gives us the power to deal with setbacks and distractions and failure, if we keep our mental state right, we will be successful. All success comes from within, not from an outside force. If you've been a consistent listener to this podcast, you know that I believe in this thing called the fundamental shift. It's the mental shift that we want you to make so that you will realize a harvest of bounty in the market, so you'll realize abundance. And these shifts are about abundance and scarcity. What do you see? Where do you lean toward? Do you lean toward a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset? It's easy to say abundance in here, but do you really? What is your intent when you go out and talk to people? Is your intent high? Are you interested in helping them? Or is your intent low? Is this all about you? What's your propensity to deal with attachment and detachment? Do you get attached to every deal, to every outcome? Are you a control freak? Or are you able to detach and say, you know what? This wasn't meant to be. And once you do that, everything becomes free. You become freer to act accordingly. What's the buyer-seller dance? Are people selling you or are you selling them? Sellers should never sell the buyer. The buyer should sell the seller. And then what is your status? The mental shift of status. Are you a salesperson or are you an expert, a thought leader, somebody who, who observes and writes about your market and, and creates media to help people make better decisions? So it's our mental state. It's our fundamental shift that we need to make from where we are now to where we want to be. And number seven, I believe that great leaders, and this is going to be devoted strictly to leaders, I, I believe great leaders are as instructional as they are inspirational, Now, you've probably worked for leaders like I have who have been neither instructional instructional nor inspirational. You've probably worked for leaders who have really tried to inspire you but they kind of miss it. And it's really a lot of jumping around at the front of the room, trying to get you to see things and believe things and act accordingly. And that kind of misses as well. I've also seen leaders who are very instructional, but not very inspirational. The perfect mix and combination is for you to be as instructional as you are inspirational. So strategy is great, I want you to have great strategy. I want you to think about strategy once a month for three or four hours. I want you to get off on your own. I want you to plan out your strategy. But execution is where the action is. That's where the how is. And I see so many sales professionals fail because sales leaders fail to instruct. Here's exactly how to do this, Cheryl. Mike, I know you've got to go have a conversation with the prospect. Let's talk about how you're going to do that. Let's role play it. Let's write it down. Let's script it out. Let's bullet point it. I'll give you some advice because when you leave here, I want you to know exactly what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, when you're going to say it, who you're going to say it to. Very little instruction in professional selling today. And you sales leaders, you had better become instructional. Because you're going to continue to run into turnover and people achieving at a a fraction of what they could if they don't know exactly how to do things. So those are my seven. Once again, if you'll go to BillKaskey.com forward forward slash, I can never say that, 60download, you can get the checklist that has 17 of these on it. And I want to hear from you. Uh, You can either reply on the the Facebook page or on the LinkedIn page. But I want to hear what you think of this list i want you to be really successful i really do whether you are a paying client of mine and you're a a retainer client or you're in the 2x group or you're in this new leadership program that we're going to be launching or if you're just a podcast listener i i really am committed to you being successful in 2018 and that's why you're going to see some new things from us And I think you're going to like them, but it all begins with a commitment to you. And so I wanted to share these with you, and we might come back and share a few more. But by all means, download the checklist. Let's see if I can say it correctly. BillCaskey.com forward slash six zero download. See, I did it. See you next time. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at Bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.